what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week, uh, including, uh, you know, there's been several weeks uh, that have been off as there's been a, a lot of catch up here with the podcast. And I appreciate you guys. I would say like you guys are like the outliers, you know, the people who are just figuring it out, wanting to do your own thing, unconventional Everything is like the anti-status quo. And I absolutely love you guys for always tuning in. And for those of you that are newer, because I, I am actually picking up a lot of steam with, with newer listeners as well. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to meet you. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at Matt Gottesman. And uh, yes, it is me who manages that account. And I answer every single text, DM, reply, response, wall response, uh, you name it, um, because it's a community. And if you are newer here, a uh, little, you know, kind of general housekeeping a little bit about the show. Uh, I have amazing guests that come on and we don't glamorize or glorify success because, it, you know, I, when I first started this podcast, that's really uh, uh, one of the main reasons I, I wanted to portray more of what do we experience as souls having a human experience as we're as we're building on something that we are passionate about, whether it's early stage a second stage, a fifth company, you know, or maybe it's within our art, or maybe it's within our, um, you know, our leadership or whatever it might be, or our personal development. What does that look like? And I found that it made the podcast much more humanizing, right? Because you guys can see that we're all very similar. We just may be in different seasons. And so the guests that I have on are very incredible and they're also vulnerable. They're like, hey, listen, here's, here's what I'm learning along the way and here's what I'm finding out and here's what's been serving me well. And I would love to share that with others and hopefully that'll serve you well. And that's how I feel like a podcast should ultimately be. So I appreciate you guys who are newer. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews. It's absolutely amazing. And I have another incredible guest because that's the only way we roll here, Kara Payton. She is a published author. She's a speaker and a nervous system and subconscious reprogramming expert. So there's going to be a tear or five on this podcast um, talking about, you know, self-trust, confidence, uh, trusting ourselves is a lifelong journey. It is a lot of daily practice. I am in a season where I have never trusted myself more. I love it, but it is a daily practice and it is a lifelong relationship with ourselves. And, um, you know, you hear a lot of gurus out there talk about, you know, uh, and God and God bless them, actually. You know, it's good that people are talking about self-love, but can we go a little bit deeper about what that actually really looks like? Can we talk about like, what does that actually, like what is happening internally and how are we actually, what are the conversations that we're having and, what is actually holding us back and like, why aren't we, um, you know, maybe examining that more, but with grace and removing, you know, all the negative possibilities and actually having a stronger relationship with like, Hey, okay. Like, what do I want? How am I feeling? And what, if I want this from others, like, how am I doing this for myself already and, and making it much more human or soulful and easy to digest for you. So we're going to talk a lot about trust, self-love, confidence, um, real quick, just on her background, I mentioned she's a published author, speaker, and uh, nervous system and subconscious programming expert, reprogramming, reprogramming, very important word versus programming. <laughs> 
uh, and top 10% ranked podcast host, which I was very lucky to uh, be featured on. Uh, in five years experience in events production and volunteer team building for Tony Robbins. Uh, she is known as the, the nervous system anti-hero, uh, helping women overcome anxiety, overwhelm, and self-doubt to increase uh, income, productivity, confidence, probably their overall wellness of their lives. And I'm probably, she's probably like, maybe don't veer off, but I'd say that it, I'm sure she's helping more than just the women. I'm sure she's helping everybody, right? The women and the men, um, because when we're having very good conversations like this. Everybody benefits. So uh, the she is the host of the Happiness Habit podcast. I mean, already that should tell you like how amazing <laughs> if you have if you have a title of a podcast. Uh, and she's founder of the Unshakable Woman. She trains highly driven women to reset their nervous system and reprogram their subconscious. Kara, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It's it's awesome. And I'm already looking forward to all the things we riffed on prior to hitting record. I feel like we recorded a mini podcast episode prior to, so I'm excited to be here today. We did. Karen and I have probably uh, created about five or six hours at this point of uh, content. <laughs> so between podcasts and and talking, you know, um, before and after podcasts. So um you know, Kara, the, the first question is the only one that'll ever be the same for everybody. Like, how did we get here? Because especially since, you know, everybody on the show always has seemingly created their own unique path. And your path is definitely up there, right? With like, hey, I'm going to go off the beaten path. This is how I want to do things. And this, so you can go as far back as you want, but like, how did we get here to this is the work that you've been doing? And, you know, we, again, you can start as far back as you want. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> it's then uh, I'm going to choose to say and go where is feeling the most Perfect. true to the, to the current contrast of like where yeah. I was and where I am now. Yeah. I'm finding myself year after year after year with this perpetual state of what could be a truer version? What could be an even truer version of myself that would show up? Authenticity has been, has been a constantly... It's been horizon that is forever receding for me because I have spent so much of my life abandoning pieces of myself to fit into a relationship, to get the client, to get a certain career status, to get a certain, you know, relationship to maintain or, a, or kind of survive a certain toxic family dynamic. And literally in the last year and a half to two years has this come to a, like I was saying, like this painful birth climax of just all of this stuff that was so inauthentic and almost like I detoxed basic foundational narratives that I lived my entire life around and never, never questioned them. Never once overturned. It was just something that I was like, this is not something I'm willing to look at. So let's go past it. And I would find some way to spend the next six months or a year of my life distracting myself from like the main vein. It was like the doorway was right there. And it's been saying this in my face for years and years and years. Like, this is not you. This is not you. This is not you. You've never liked this. You've never done this. You've never wanted this. And chasing approval, um, trying to prove enoughness, trying to prove myself. And, you know, fast forward to today, I'm in a very, very raw, unstructured rebuild of who I am. 
And it's been, it's gotten here because for the last probably year and a half, I have, I have just been like demolition. It's been just a total demolition of everything else. It's like, I've done this before, but I still was built on a foundation that was inauthentic. Now I'm getting the invitation to go, okay, crap. All of these, all of these buildings, all of this stuff that you've been in constant construction of still lies on an inauthentic foundation. And so last year and a half, it's been the whole demolition right down to the foundation and a rebuild. So the person that is, is here today, there's really nothing that I would state about me, about my life, about my vision, about my wants that has more than a few sentences built up yet. Like I'm still very raw. And I would, you know, if we would have had this podcast two years ago, I had all of these very formed, fancy, um, (laughs) eloquent, you know, things like scripted. And it's just like, oh God, no, like to hell with all of that, because that doesn't reach anybody. That doesn't, it sounds pretty. It gets you the status. It gets you the features, but ultimately, I mean, it's falling on deaf ears because everybody wants something more real now. And so (laughs) the journey started when I was a kid, formative years trailed away from who I was, started abandoning who I was, never stopped. And only in the last two, three years have I gone, oh my God, I have given myself away since I was nine years old for what? And so now I'm, I'm in the collection process. What I love about everything you just said is, and it proves the theory of the show, which is, you know, I think um, you see, there's a lot of shows and a lot of media that's always like, here's the highlight reels and here's like everything that's going on. And it's, I, I love the humanization and the, and actually the real authenticity of, of everything you just represented, because it's like, Hey, listen, like I have done great things but they didn't always feel connected to me. Um, I haven't always been connected to it, but it's part of the process of me trying to figure it all out. And now I've been called to a place over the last several years, especially more recently, to like go even deeper. And let me tell you something, to abandon quote unquote comfort, and I have to put that very strongly in in quotation marks because I think, you know, comfort's not so comfortable, Um, but to abandon comfort, to, to abandon, well, this does well, in society and this you know is proven to be a a good path and this is like all these things but something feels off and i have to have faith enough to go figure out what that is that is leading by example and i'd much rather that conversation you know be happening because that actually is the proof like hey i could be doing these things i'm choosing not to because they're not really they 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 were they were seasons of provision and thank God and it taught me how to get to this current season but I can't stay too long in something that isn't necessarily you know serving and I have to go deeper so I applaud you for that I think that's where the and I mean how else to the to, to the topic that we were going to discuss like how else do you trust yourself how else do you develop that trust you know it's like unless you are embodying the very thing that you know, you believe in for others. And it's, it's an interesting, it's a constant surrendering. It's a constant letting go of like, you know, and so I'd love to, let's talk about that. We only have one option. We trust in ourselves or we trust in outside. We trust in inside or outside. 
And uh, was I, <laughs> I built up a castle, it insulated myself from any form of discomfort, any form of looking inward, any form of transparency. I, ju- I was just telling you before we hit record that this, this veil that I have been gripping so tightly on, this veil keeping me from seeing these, this kid that I shoved in a closet and said, hey, you know what? You're a little much, you're a little weird, you're a little unfigured out, you're a little tangled. I don't know how to understand you. I don't know what you want because it seems to just kind of be, it doesn't make sense to society. So I'm gonna need you to go over there. I'm gonna need you to sit down and be quiet because these are the rules of the world. This is how you get money. This is how you get the clients. This is how you get the marriage. This is how you get the, like there's certain just game pay to play stuff that the world does that you're not interested in. And so if I go by your methodology and I follow this kid's lead, this This little girl that doesn't really care about any of that stuff, she's not going to make it. And I told myself for years, if I just go into that kid and I stop valuing the monopoly of how we climb whatever the hell it is that we're all trying to climb here, whatever summit has been presented as like the, the ideal summit. There's only one that we've been given. And anybody, it's like, she wasn't, she didn't care. She wanted to stay on the bottom and, and stare at a leaf for six hours and, and daydream and sing and la la la. And, you know, she didn't care. She just didn't care. I spent so long going, well, that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know how to accept that. And I don't know how to love that because nobody else did. So they, uh, the others must be right. And I'm going to go chase this summit. <clears throat> Fast forward. I realized that what I cared about didn't care about me. And this girl had it right. Because if I would have just stopped obsessing over the ever-changing target that is what society feels is enoughness or worthiness or success or beauty or whatever the hell. There's an entire universe in the things that she focused on. Mm -hmm. There's an entire realm, a portal to a whole other realm that is so much more satisfying, so much more satiating, and so much more true that if I just sat down with her, I would have learned that she knew what she was talking about all along. So self-trust and the opposite just is, it's a, it's a target. It's where you put your North pole. It's where you, where you, your fulcrum for all the decisions and everything that you make, because I learned that it, I I have said that self-trust is keeping my, the micro promises to yourself, but that is way after you replace where you put your North pole to begin with, where you put your North star, where you put your compass, where you set it to. If I put a compass in the world, then it doesn't really matter if I keep my promises to myself, because if I keep my promises to myself, that I'm going to continue to climb this mountain and get a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher of a summit. I don't even desire. It doesn't matter if I get all the way to the top because I've built self-confidence and I've attained the status and I made the six figures and I had the huge house and I had the white picket fence and the marriage and the life that made sense and went to church and was a pivotal member of my society and all of that. I had it all, but God, it was so worthless. It was so utterly completely worthless. I'll never forget walking into my house the day that I realized it was absolutely garbage. I 
<laughs> I got out of my ma massive Mercedes. I walked into my massive house and I panicked because I realized that I had checked every single box that I was told to check off and I didn't have another box to check. And I realized that that nag, that internal nag wasn't any quieter. And I looked up at like God or the universe or whatever. I was like, oh my, oh my God, what do I do now? What am I supposed to do now? Because that was supposed to be it. I was supposed to figure, this was supposed to be figured out. And this like hole, this like black hole vacuum of my happiness and my fulfillment, I realized it was never going to be, it was never going to be full. So now the self-trust, because I don't, I haven't quite built a strong enough relationship to hear what she truly wants. If I'm being totally transparent that my compass, all I know is it's in that, it's in that conversation piece right now. It's, it's at bringing her into the fold and integrating her. And right now it's the constant fulfillment of the question. What is an even truer version of myself that can show up tomorrow? What's an even truer version of myself. And there's times where she's got a lot to say. And I, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's hard to listen to her because she wants all of it to come with. She mm. doesn't have a, a valuation of what's more or less important. It's like, you know, when you, you, you take a kid and you're like, we're going to go on a road trip and the kid wants to bring, you know, you're like bare essentials, bare essentials only. And the kid's got a huge, you know, three bags full of toys and Tonkas and Legos and all this. You're like, yeah. no, 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 the essentials. And the kid's going, this is essential. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> you're not thinking like me. I'm still thinking like, I'm still thinking somewhat programmed by the, the societal stuff. And I'm telling her, no, like the important stuff. And she's going, this is important. These things are important. And I don't want to give her time. So I'm learning to like slow down and give her more time to speak to me. And I'm healing, but I'm, healing because all of this stuff, all of these painful layers that I have spent such a long time wallpapering to my insides to prevent me from going to the places that she wants to go are all being revealed to me. And it's this constant battle of like, she's parenting me. <laughs> I, I try to pull yeah. the authority in the totalitarian card sometimes be like, no, I don't not there, not that closet, not that bear. We're not bringing that with, we're not going there. We're not overturning that. I don't want to deal with that. And I'm learning to just go, okay, let go. Like you're going to end up going, this is going to be the whole thing all over again. If we don't just stop gripping onto these, these things and like, okay, is that true for me? Or is that true for the world? Is that true for me? Is that true for the world? And constantly going, okay, she was right. She was right. She was right. <laughs> I find that happens often. Um, I'm going to break here for one second because I'm just going to switch the internet connection. Everything's good, but I want to make it faster. So hang on one second. Okay. So I might switch. And I'm going to make sure and make, make a note of a pause right here. And I, I want to respond to this. This is so good. <laughs> My internet was quite down earlier as well. One of the things I was like, oh God, I hope this fix, fixes itself before we start. Okay, can you hear me? I can. Okay, can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, perfect. Um, 
There was so many good things that you were saying in there. Um, I, and especially related to the, you know, the David and Goliath and the beginning part of that run, a beautiful, like well stated. It was like society says this and it can feel very daunting. And you're like, I'm not crazy, but I don't think I'm wrong. And that doesn't seem right. I'm not saying you can't do it that way, but A, I think that there might be a better way and that I should do it what's right for me in my way. But since that's not celebrated um, in, uh, in fact, if anything- Punished. <laughs> oh, uh, is that, is that seems a little irresponsible of you. Oh, uh, still haven't figured out who you're gonna become, huh? Oh, um, you know, always experimenting with things, you know, never, you know, never consistent. I'm like, really? Oh, you know, God. so all, all of the, the labels that come with not going Goliath, but doing things, David, and you're like, I'm not crazy. And I think there's another way of doing it, but, um, you know, but yes, it's easy to, um, conform at times for like, okay, well, if these are societal metrics, I mean, we do have to play within societies, some of the constraints, some of the, the setups, obviously. Um, I just like the idea of redefining it along the way. And that's what also kind of came up for me when you were, you were talking about that, which is like, you know, what came up for me was something that I put up a while ago about all the rules are fake. Do you like, you have to kind of like break from what, seems like we want and you learn you learn this and this happens it seems to happen to everybody who gets to these goals and is like i thought that was going to bring a feeling and or a set of feelings and you know one of the greatest lessons i learned years ago was like oh the lessons are um free to have but not lessons the uh, feelings are free to have you can have them at any time why am i not cultivating them faster and i was like oh i guess that's an internal thing but yeah, you know, we, and then the other thing that you brought up that I thought was so good is that like, when you, when you talk about the child that, you know, knew better, it's so interesting because the child when is, you know, and for the many formative years is so close to their soul. They know, they just know, and they're operating from a whole, uh, such a different place. And society is constantly like, here's the path. Let me be your guidance counselor. And I love how guidance counselors crack. No, no offense to anybody that's listening. And I don't mean it. If you are doing something different, God bless you. But the guidance parents, counselor like, let, let me, let me tell you, thing. right. Yeah. Parents can do the same thing, right? Let me guide you and tell you everything to do. And then you hit 22. They're like, well, good luck. See you out there. And you're like, so you got me to the quote unquote world. Uh, and then you drop me off and you're like, yep. You know, I did my job. And I'm like, did you? <laughs> did you do the job you know and i think that the the greatest thing that we could do especially when we're younger is how do we keep our younger selves or how do the, the new emerging you know younger souls like closer to their soul and understanding like hey we're going to have to redefine an entire paradigm that is no longer necessarily working it's been proven time and time again and i think that's also the beauty of the time that we're living in is you're surrendering i'm surrendering we're all surrendering at a time of like this doesn't necessarily these paradigms don't work. They right. will get you here. They won't get you there. And if we're playing for something much deeper, bigger, and more vast and more transcendent, it ain't this type of paradigm. We have to like, you know, go beyond that. And I thought that was, that was really cool. And then you were talking about like the slowing down, you know, to be able to listen. Um, because that is 
we've also been kind of taught to suppress that a little bit, but like our soul, God, like we can hear, we can hear it internally. And that takes such immense trust and practice. If anybody's listening to this about that is practice, right? About like, um, I hear it. I wasn't prepared to do that thing. <laughs> like, or I'm not really prepared. I don't know if I really want to do that. And, um, you know, I think the trust is practicing doing the thing for like to, to like just be in movement, not needing all the answers, but moving within what is feeling right. Like when you're, when you're moving within that like context of like, no, 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 like I, I have to turn this thing down. It doesn't make sense to me. I shouldn't be with this person. I shouldn't take this business deal or whatever it is. Something's not right. right. Like, okay. Well, where will the money come from? Let's figure that out. And I feel like that's going to develop confidence. That's going to develop trust because we're like, well, if I can surrender, but be steadfast at the same time, I can yeah. surrender, but move, life will happen. And I'll be the artist along the way with the paintbrush, figuring it out and determining what is and isn't, isn't aligned with my values, which we need to know as well, right? The value is a big one, right? And I think that, you know, is that, when you started looking at all the things that you were like, you know what? I don't know if this is what I want to play for. Did you look at, did, did, did you look at the values? Did you look at like, you know, what you were placing energy on? Like, what, what did that start to look like? And like, what became more important to you? Well, at the time, it wasn't even a deeper question than I just, I was so the, the nagging feeling because that that's that small voice if you're ignoring it, it it becomes you know it's there you you always know it's there because it's this it's this emotion of discontentment and when we when we ignore it and we suppress it and we stuff it down but we know it's there and it's continuing we almost give it these attributes that are not real that it's nagging at us that it's making us feel less than that it's reminding us or shaming us or guilting us and it's like it's not really it's just that we're moving so far away from our true nature that that mm. pain point is inherent and so we we overlay that pain point on top of the voice when we finally get to the point where we're at the end of our rope that voice we understand that when we like let go that voice becomes this calming, graceful whisper that was just like, I have been here. Time. <laughs> so and, true. But in the, in the mean, in the interim, when we're like trying to charge away from it, it's like this rubber band effect. And I feel like there's so many people that, yes, there's people that surrender to it, but then there's also people who dig in a little bit deeper because they're like, no, I this, these, these wants, these desires, these values, these societal norms have been presented to me. They make sense to me. So I'm just going to, I'm going to dig in a little bit harder, work a little bit harder, and I'm going to trudge toward this thing that I should want. And so they end up in a 20 year marriage with somebody that has, is a narcissistic abuser. And they end up their abuser's secret keeper for years and years and years and years and years. And they've in that secret keeping, they have joined into the abuse. And when you join sides with a toxic family dynamic and you abandon yourself in order to stay within the confines of this family situation that is so gut-wrenching and so hollowing, you join forces with them. Because in order to agree to this dynamic continuing, there's so much that kind of has to occur against yourself. Because we can't, 
we can't abuse or, or shame or feel an emotion that we don't necessarily, that somebody can't make us do that. Somebody can't make us hurt or make us feel a certain way, unless we also kind of join forces like, yeah, that's, that's I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to let you ascribe that meaning to me. I'm going to let you call me that there is a boundary. And when, when we don't have that self-implemented and enforced boundary, it's, it's a fuzzy area of which side on. And when advocating for ourselves and advocating for our wants and advocating for our values and advocating for our identity or our safety does appear rebellious to the toxic family dynamic, the societal norm, the abusive relationship. When you start advocating for yourself after a lifelong or 20, 15, 10, five years of going along with it, it looks like a huge contrast, a huge whiplash. People are like, what happened to you? We used to agree to this shit and now right. we don't. <laughs> What's going on with you? And it's the same thing that goes on internally. We finally surrender and we're like, oh my God, you've been there the whole time. And I was so lost and confused, but like you're ever present. It's the veil that we were talking about. We, we think we're lost. We can't hear. We don't know what to do. We don't know how we feel or how we, th- yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yep. We absolutely we do. do. It's when the shit falls away that prevents us from hearing it. And we're like, oh God, this has been everywhere. This is ambient music that I was searching for everywhere, but (laughs) the room that I'm standing in. (laughs) A a great analogy too. I was, as you're saying that, and for everybody listening, it's like, you know, when you're giving the advice, let's say like when you guys go back to like your teen years and you're giving advice to somebody who's like dating somebody that they shouldn't be dating and they can't really see why. And they're always like, you shouldn't be dating that person. Like, and they're like, no, 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 no. And that person always gives like excuses for them over and over and over again. And when do they go, oh my God. And you're like, yes. Yes. Little boy like, frog. What, what did what you it, say, little boy frog? Right. What, what, did, what, did you, what did you connect? And they're like, oh my God. And you're like, yeah, let's have that conversation. They're like, oh God. And then they, they see it like one thing after another after another. So that's basically that. Like with yourself though, when you're like, you finally have had enough and you finally can see all the things and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> you're like you could just see it and you can understand it at a whole new level and you're right the contrast is so real and the contrast is always happening and at to everybody and at different at different paces and then you have a lot of people in and out of the contrast sometimes trying to argue their contrast with each other and you're like listen i can't ask you to understand it but i do still have to go through it and so either you will be a part of it or not and it's not for you. I have to like understand this. I'm choosing to understand this. I'm choosing to make a different choice because for me, these choices were no longer working. And mm-hmm. if we all did that for ourselves, we oh, would probably God. be actually as individuals connecting even more and integrating more versus tearing each other apart, which is what a lot of, you know, society can do. It's like, well, you don't agree with me and you will understand me and you will understand this and you will do that way. Oh, and I'm on the other side. It's like, stop it. Like go deeper than that. There's a lot. And and quite frankly, like y'all are arguing probably similar, but different things. It's just that it's a different perspective from where you're coming from and, and a different level of understanding in a different season. So, you know, it's, uh, it says, it's, (laughs) What you bring up is it's very, it's very, you know, that contrast is so, and people see it like, what happened to you? Like, I'll tell you, interestingly enough, when that, it's interesting when that happens, 
how many of you am I around? <laughs> it's kind of like what I went through. Like, like uh, you know, and luckily my personal circle has always been kind of able to challenge me. It was more of the professional world along the way that was like, oh, there's more of you. You know, I thought it was just this group that I'm now like kind of removing myself from like, how many of them are you around, you know? Um, and uh, the contrast will help you see that. I agree. And that was always, it was always personal life that wanted these negotiations of self to happen. Mm. And my business world, creatively, being around other entrepreneurs, people that pushed the envelope, people that pushed themselves, people that did the self-inquiry process, I realized that most of us entrepreneurs are, we are wild. We are, we are, we are people that question we are people that push up against things. We are people that we see groups and individuals and we, we value, we value intimacy. So if I'm going to truly connect with somebody, I want it to be real. I want it to be intimate and all that, but we understand that the world has this valuation process that connection is intimacy. Right. Connection is an intimacy. Connection can happen. It's, it's cheap. Connection is so cheap. But we understand the settling process that most of the world goes through for that. And it's like, no, I, I, want, I want impact, which is probably one of the biggest reasons why we decide, you know, I, I don't want to work for somebody else. I don't want to build something, uh, some other empire because I see all the holes in it and all the ways that logistically it doesn't work well. Or I just, I want to have something more inherent and something more timeless and leave a legacy, not just a business, building an empire or a family instead of just a, a brick and mortar business. And when I was in the marketplace, I realized like, gosh, there's so many different alignments with challenging the status quo and pushing yourself to up to this, this pain point of the comfort zone and the known. There's so many brilliant business people that stood in the doorway of the known and the unknown. And they're like, that's pretty sexy over there. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going. And they step into the unknown where people in my personal life and my intimate relationships and any of that, they just, there was so many ways that there was like this barter game of your personal piece in order to fit in, not belong. N note that there's a huge difference. Belonging begins with it it starts it's a belonging to yourself first it's a total yes. embodiment and a total integration of your true 100 shadow light dark good bad ugly and different whatever all of that comes together and to fit in those pieces have to be chopped off and sanded through and and tailored around and sewn and stitched into shape and there, there's fitting in and, and belonging there were two totally different things i realized the more that i became me, the more I pushed that envelope, the more that I stepped into an authentic version, the less I was fitting the bill and, and, and staying in the lines with the people that I was connected to. Some of my family, luckily not all of them, but there were some key relationships in my family that this, these dynamics, these yo-yo dynamics of you behave a certain way and we can stay connected, but you behave that way, that thing you do, that honesty part of you, that, 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 that part of you that calls me out or holds my ego accountable or puts a mirror to me. I don't like that part. So you're mm. going to have to dispose of that. 
that questioning part of you, that curiosity part of you, that creative part of you that doesn't really follow along. She's going to have to go in order to keep this going. Mm. And I mean, there's some pivotal relationships in the last year or two that I had to say goodbye to not, in, I'm not goodbye. I'm just, as far as uh, maintaining the relationship status quo, the way it's already gone, it's like, I'm done with the game of yo-yo where I integrate a little bit more honesty and I lose our connection. And then I go into a little bit of self-abandonment and now we're back to a good place, but self-ownership, I lose you. Self-abandonment, I gain you. I'll, I'll lose you. I'd rather lose you. <laughs> yeah, I, there. Uh, when you were talking about uh, entrepreneurship, I once said that um, is the fastest gateway drug to personal development, <laughs> right? Because you're constantly like, that worked, that didn't work, that didn't work at all, and then you're constantly, you know, this. Um, we don't have the same luxury of making the same mistake twice. A lot of times, because you're like, okay, I know better, because I know better. And I recently said on a podcast. Um, we're all entrepreneurs. The whole world is an entrepreneur. They just, they're automatically thinking entrepreneurship means business. At the end of the day, we are all, I have to manage my mental wealth and mental health. I have to manage my body and my finances and my food and my decisions and my spirituality. And my, like, you are the manager of your entire existence with hopefully your God as your CEO, <laughs> but like, you know, just running the plays here. But because it shouldn't have to be as hard and difficult because the man, the, the humanness of us, right, makes things like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and fuck this up. And then that makes a mistake. And then I end up, you know, in this whole, you know, but, um, you know, that idea of uh, that, you know, we're we're all kind of having to figure out like, no, I there is something more and I have to develop and cultivate that deeper. Um, I also like when you're talking about like the resistance sometimes that you get from others from, uh, or even as an entrepreneur, like you're up against that kind of societal norm kind of route. And it's interesting because you got at first you have the personal development side, and then you eventually get to your point where you're saying enough is enough, enough. And when you hit that enough point, you're like, I'm going to drive my lane 135 MPH right now so well in this lane that I am cultivating and I am doing it my way authentically with the way I want to mold and shape it. And I think that that's a very contagiously beautiful thing because that's how it, it attracts. There's a lot more people who are like, I like the way you're doing it different. And they're feeling more and more attracted. It's less resistant over time because it's like the, the, the masses start to kind of come automatically from the attraction of like, thank you for doing it differently. I didn't want to feel alone in the process. Thank you. It's cool that you exist. And that's how it all starts attracting like each other, you know, along the way. But it's, and it's an interesting thing to show like, Hey, okay. And, and that's the time we live in now we get to actually show as uh, a different way of doing it. What do you mean? as a different way. Like, I don't know. It depends. Do you, if you like the way things are, then you can like the thing, way things are. But then you get a lot of people are like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't want to get out of the core pool. Right, right, right. right. They're like, <laughs> I want to be in my own lane. That's, that's scary. I don't know how to drive. I don't know what car to drive. I don't know how fast to drive. I don't know where you're driving. <laughs> right. Right. Does this thing have gas? Like, it's like, they're like, where am I going to go? And, but then you get a lot of other people like, go on. And mm -hmm. if you get enough people over time to, want to build their own lane, which is really where we're at because the old system of lanes are having a lot of like, no pun intended or anything like, that, like the derailments. They're having a lot of like, kind of they're, they're going all over the place and something feels 
transparently off now at this point that it's like before we were you know like oh sure sure matt sure Kara, like and now it's kind of like yo i'm not saying you're right but something seems off over here and you're like there's a 10 car pileup of (laughs) all of this crap happening on social media and people are like really really now we have you know i think 2020 was a beautiful 10 car pileup for all of us to realize there's so many of these constructs that screw us over that we kind of can't unsee that now. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's great because then, you know, 2020, people would reach out. They're like, is this what you're talking about? I'm like, more or less, yes. More or <laughs> like, less. Like the last six, seven years, starting about 2013. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, but it'll be okay. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it'll be all right. Be but fine. welcome, welcome to, you know, welcome to your lane. Welcome to your life. You know, how, where do you, what would you like to go from here? And that's the beauty of, owning your own decisions and, and, and trust in the process, but where do I go wherever you want? And it's interesting, the inundation people can feel, and I get it. Cause I did at one point too, many years ago, the inundation of, I think the reason people have a hard time slowing down for even a moment to decide what they would like for their life is because you are having to slow down, not only a nervous system, but all of the busyness that people have been doing for so long yeah. that the question, when you say, so how would you like to live your day? What would you like? They go, well, they don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. I don't know. Or it's an answer from the old paradigm, the societal thing. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I asked. Back up, slow right. down even more. And so that, and that, that can be very terrifying deer in headlights. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like I haven't really had time to think about it. Oh, and I don't have time. Like you should make time. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's. And the humbling thing about it, which I think puts a lot of distaste in people's mouths is they, they kind of, they need structure and security. And that doesn't come when you decide that you're in charge and you're in your own lane and you're trying to build something from scratch based on what you actually want. It's like, God, you're telling me I have to do a self-inquiry process. I have to figure out who I am. I have to figure out what I want. I want to figure out what that's going to look like. Then, you know, there's people like you that I can see are doing their own going by the, the beat of their own drum, but there's not like a, a protocol or a method. And so I have to kind of figure it out for myself. And <laughs> you're telling me that I'm going to disappoint a bunch of people that I'm going to come off the rails of like this guaranteed feed structure of achievement and belonging and kudos and status. And like all of these things that are already built society knows this program, the entire marketing industry is based around that. I'm going to make you feel like you're missing a piece I'm going to sell you that missing piece. When you get satiated with that missing piece and realize that wasn't the missing piece, I'm going to sell you another one. And all I have to do is continue to emphasize the pain point that you're not enough, that you're missing something and consistently feed you a line of bullshit that I have the next thing that's going to fill that hole. It's you give somebody an illusion that they're 90% of the way established and you continue to profit off of selling them the 10%. Whereas our structure is you probably only have 10% of that picture. The rest of it is open space. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. It's so much freedom that people go, I don't, I don't No, You're not, you're, you're speaking crazy talk. You're talking about, you're talking about disenfranchising me from everything. I know that's a, an established system, a feedback loop that I'm, I'm used to, I'm used to running this hamster wheel. I'm used to having my, my drip fed dopamine on this relationship, having this up and down hill and the, this job, you know, that's like drip feeding me slow bits of freedom. I I work five days for my two days of freedom, but I know that it's there and our brain just, it's drawn to the familiar. It won't, it does not want anything unfamiliar. 
And so we're kind of challenging people to step outside of every single thing that it just is designed to work in accordance and in flow with the way everything else is set up. And so I, I don't, I don't envy it. I understand exactly when there's times where five, six years down the line of starting this personal development journey, I'm like, you know what, that freaking carpool looks real nice. (laughs) It would be so nice to have somebody else drive for a change, figuring out my day, figuring out my life, my legacy, my business, what I want to live behind, how I want to parent my kids, how I want to just like, and especially when I get in my own lane and I start doing life and I start watching some of these relationships fall apart and some of these dynamics and and these paradigms fall apart. And then I realize that I have to change into another left lane and another left lane. And I lose even more and I become even more myself and I have to challenge even more. And it's like this, this personal development, this self-knowing, this internal journey of healing and growing doesn't, you're telling me it doesn't stop either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm there with you years ago. I come from a very entrepreneurial family, very entrepreneurial family. And we are all the black sheep. (laughs) We all found each other because we're all very independent. We all do our own thing. And I remember having a discussion with my mother years ago um, on this journey. And I was like, God, sometimes I wish I was much more content with what you just talked about the, the lane over there that looks so like comfortable. And she's like, one day, and this is pre 2020, just said, you know, one day she's like, no, you don't. You're learning resilience. Always. You're learning trust. You're learning, um, you know, to, um, you're learning to navigate a world that no matter what happens, you know how to rely on yourself. And, um, you know, these people can lose their job at any point in time any point in time. And, you know, it's okay to be, you know, if you work for somebody that's, that, that you admire and is a good situation, of course, you know, but they're like, but you're, you're learning a different from a different path and that you're constantly, you're constantly in flexibility of knowing that life is always happening and you're constantly making pivots and adjustments. She's like in a world that is not learning that that's going to be very tough later on. Now, did she know that five years later that that was going to be, you know, 2020? Uh, who knows? I'm sure her soul did, uh, you know, but, um, you know, it was a very well made out point because we are equipped and I urge everybody to, to be equipped to like, think about um, the, the life is uncertain and it's a beautiful thing. And how you deal with the uncertainties is based on how, the relationship you are having with yourself and being resilient and learning how to like make the pivots and adjustments versus simply going along to get along because going along to get along can take you out of the game in seconds. And I had to learn that at a very young age. Um, and so I, I feel very fortunate for that, even though I was like kind of beautifully forced into entrepreneurship since I was basically, you know, very, very young, a teenager. <laughs> I, had, I had no choice. So I, you know, I, I um, and then the other thing that you talked about structure. It's interesting. And you prove a very valid point, which is even when people make excuses of like, oh, I can't do that with my body. And oh, I can't do that with uh, eating. And oh, I can't do that with the finances. Like, oh, no, you crave structure. We all need structure. It's just that are you having somebody else provide structure or are you creating the structure yourself? Yeah. We all need like structure is a beautiful thing, but 
sometimes we have to deconstruct a lot of the infrastructure that was maybe presented to us and said, you will go and follow this. And this is what you need. You need this. Yes, we need structure to um, build our kingdom, to build ourselves up in this world. But we need to define where our how we're doing that. And we have to make those independent decisions for ourselves for you know each path. Um, so we, I always argue with people I'm like, oh, no, you crave you crave structure like you you can actually do the gym thing. You could do the eating thing. You could do the finances thing. you could do all these things like, no, no, I don't have the time. I'm like, you clearly you, you just haven't made time. But, you you know, like, well, it, it takes a lot. I'm like, you already you, you like structure. Like, no, 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 I, I, I don't like I don't I, I'm not that good with my habits. I'm like, you, you crave just like structure. You can't see. <laughs> right. Exactly. You've been given structure. And that is something you've, you've been given from somebody else. You've been sold that this is the, um, this is your, um, security and mm -hmm. this, and that can be plucked at any time at any time, which is scary as hell to me. That's why I'm like comfortable. Comfort is not so comfortable. I'm like the fact that somebody could be like, you know what, uh, you're fired. And I'll be like, Wait, what? Like, what am I going to do now? You know, so, um, and again, I, I know I've got listeners that they're in great, like they're entrepreneurs. They're awesome inside their companies doing the things that they're doing and they're probably in good environments. But there's a lot of people who are questioning like, uh-oh, you know, how safe am I? And I'm like, well, if it's not something of your own that you're building, yes, there is a possibility that it could go away, but that's in anything in your life. So we have to always be building on something within ourselves, right? Yeah, it's... The car analogy all over again, even any time that I've considered like, oh gosh, maybe it would be not so bad to go back to that. It was, there's an illusion of security on both sides that we, we give ourselves. And if I were to go backward to have something kind of done for me, it's not necessarily that it's easier because you have to sacrifice certain parts of yourself and certain parts of your wants and desires and your time and your freedom and all that. And that goes back to establishing your values. So when I, anytime I've ever considered, maybe I should just go back to the secure marriage, the secure job with somebody else's as a, as a boss or whatever. I was kind of gaslighting myself that there is more of a security in being living a life a little bit more on autopilot. But the problem with that is, again, like you said, it's not only the, the rug could get pulled out from under you all over again, but it's forgetting that you are literally handing over significant taxation on your freedom to allow certain things to be done for you. If you're going to tax your freedom, that was my number one value. I realized that like my value is freedom. Anytime I've considered going and getting a job for somebody else, I'm like, okay, do the math. That's so, such and such amount per hour to work for somebody else, which means, and I'd have to guaranteed five days a week, four days a week, whatever it is from this time to this time, I cannot make decisions for my time. I cannot make decisions for my schedule. I cannot make decisions yeah. for myself during that. That was, I was like, I don't care if I make, you couldn't pay me enough to say this time to this time, my life is all yours. Just not, it's not, it would never be worth it. And so I would rather be, I realized in that moment, I would rather be penniless and free than beyond wealthy, but living a life tethered to, you know, somebody else's salt lick of what, you know, what it's just not, not in a million years. And so I had to really kind of go on, okay, what are the illusions and what are the things that I'm believing about the carpool lane and living in my own 
lane where I'm driving myself. It's like, there were so many things that I had to really get honest about what they mean. And I think that's what catalyzed so many of the changes I was willing to make is took the toxic family dynamic structure or the relationship that I was willing to walk head first, headlong into my own trapped dynamic of being married to someone who could not stand who I was at the core. It's like, okay, I can play the charade or the, the, the charade. I can, I can up, uphold the facade of what you approve of this 20% iceberg version of me that you, I could, I can maintain that for life, drag and drop, rinse and repeat for 64 years. We could have a beautiful, blissful on the outside, keeping up appearances, married for life. However, that nervous system response of what happens inside of me when I'm alone in the room and the moment that this person walks into the room, that tiny little shift is going to become so freaking painful. Multiplied by 64 years, I, it's like, God, that's so tempting to just take that looking on the appearances outwardly that it all figured out and it all worked out for me to be married to 64 years for somebody who can, who can only tolerate 20% of who I am or, or, and then I thought about the other, which was broad, unknown, empty space of the 80% version of who I am being able to run free peaceful behind her own four walls alone in the privacy of her own mind. And then the 20% of me that I don't like that I need to work on. And, and the part of me that is a little bit disingenuous and doesn't really show up authentically and still has a lot to figure out and, you know, is willing to barter and bargain for connection, friendships, whatever the hell, and work on that. But dealing with the trade-off there, it was just, you have to get honest about the questions you're asking yourself. Like, what, what am I really sacrificing here on either side of the, this negotiation? That's, that's it right there, is asking yourself often these questions, you know, I love when you said taxation on freedom. And, and so I actually fundamentally get when people say, I don't have enough time. I'm like, I know you don't, you could have more. And, um, I'm not painting the picture that entrepreneurship is all, you know, rainbows and butterflies kind of like, no, Hell it's no. very, it's, it, it's, it's obviously the opposite. The freedom that comes with it is, is like, guys, like I schedule my sprints I do, you know, three, two hour sprints, sometimes four. So that's anywhere from six to eight hours of work a day. They're deep work sprints. So I'm probably getting a lot more done than I think I heard the average corporate America is through two and a half hours of the eight hour days that are like, just because of distractions, a lot of other things. Um, but in those, I'm also like, Hey, I have my active recovery, uh, and ice baths. I have my weight training sessions. I have, I go for midday walks. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the accountability and responsibility of, the 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 body uh i do budgeting three mornings of the week to like look at like how things are set up for just 25 minutes just to make sure like you schedule in structure because you are saying if i am in charge of my freedom what does freedom look like to me what is that actually you know and then reverse engineer and you start to you know make that type of a, of a life for yourself and yes it's a journey but i love that that taxation on freedom because it's sort of like saying hey i'm going to give away all of this time 
And I have to be okay with that. And then in giving away that time, to your point, what am I sacrificing? And that could actually be as a great analogy for anything in your life that you do. Imagine that anything you are tied to or attached to, is it worth, you know, how is it impinging on your peace, your freedom, your joy, your like, and, and by the way, I'm not talking about like that everything has to be easy. I'm talking about like everything should be more aligned. Like it should be good and healthy for you, right? Everything you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. Everything you're voting exactly. for, you're also voting for against. So exactly yes. what you're It's exactly it. And so, you know, and what a beautiful responsibility to have. I, and I tell people that all the time. Like, I mean, could you, ma- like, it's not that it's always, uh, as our good friend Nadim says, simple, not easy. <laughs> you know, it's like the concepts are simple, but you have to practice it, right? And, and um, but it may not feel fun at times or it may feel difficult because we're humans and we want answers but the soul in us to your point is like hey i'm i'm actually right here like i've actually <laughs> i've never really left you you want some answers i got some answers move this direction oh no no i couldn't possibly go that direction like well you wanted the answer They're like well i did but that seems so like ridiculous like i can't earn a living that way and i can't do this that way and where will that take me well to your happiness your peace your ease uh abundance of income for the thing that you are born to do and are really good at and to your life partner you're like I don't believe that. Like, it's like you're fighting your own soul. Sometimes you're like, I think I'm going to actually just try listening and then moving in that, you know, but we, we have to, we have to be active participants. Right. And I think that that's, that's the thing. And so people have one of two options. You either can um, delegate that to somebody else to make those decisions for yourself. And you can't be upset if somebody else is making decisions that you don't agree with for you, unless you decide to take the alternative, which is then I will make those decisions that are best for me from me. There's accountability on one side or the other, and you can't escape it. So I say you might as well have the personal accountability for your life versus like delegating to somebody else and saying, well, that's not how I wanted it done. Like, well, no shit. That's not how you wanted it done. So then how do you want it done? Well, I want it done this way. Congratulations. Yeah. You can now go do it that way. Congratulations. <laughs> you're now the boss. You're, you're now the boss. Time. Welcome to being the boss of your life. Right. <laughs> I, that was, that was never more clear for me than the moment. So I became an entrepreneur. But it was kind of thrust upon me as well. It was thrust upon me by the ultimate pain point. I walked into um, my son being abused in the daycare center that I had put him in. And this was 17 years ago. And I realized that for, he was, he was four or five months old. And so for that time period, I was somewhere else while that was happening. I was not involved. I had somebody else caring for my son more of the day than I was. And it just became the negotiation came so inextricably clear that I understood that it does not matter what I have to do. I have to be in the driver's seat of that because there was no other, there was no other option. It was like, if this is my, if I have to put him somewhere, somewhere else for me to be somewhere else. And I don't enjoy me being somewhere else or him being somewhere else but that's the only setup. Like it's a zero sum game of, of how I'm going to deliberate. It was like, both of us have to be in two different places. 
or I figure out another way. It was like, I don't care what other way I have to figure out. I don't care if I have to, at at this point, this was 17 years ago. I was like, I will sell Tupperware with him in a carrier door to door before I will put him in somebody else's care all day long. Now, and in my mind, I was very, I was very animalistic because I went into a very mom protective mother bear mode. It was like, I, at this point, all of them were abusive. I didn't even consider it wasn't worth the risk. It was like, that was a one, one through three strike moment where it's like, not another chance, not another risk, not another token of, or iota of trust in that system. That setup was just scrapped immediately. And it took a lot of faith and a lot of time. I was unemployed for an entire summer. And when you're 20 years old, being unemployed for an entire summer is a huge uh, liability to so many things. And like, it'll come, it'll come, but it can't, it can't be like, what, what setup is this job? What setup is this job? What setup is this option? Well, they all involve him being elsewhere. So it was an immediate no. And moving into the entrepreneurial space, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, he could stay with me. And fast forward, I had three more children that I was able to show up to their little school plays and pick them up from school and walk home with them. And there was no, nobody saying, I have your son all day. You don't, I have control of this and I have control of you and what you do with your day. It was all of us. It was just like, yeah, freedom became the, the captain of the ship as opposed to a ball. I was like, yes, anything that promotes that. And there's, there's been times where I'm like, this is the opposite of freedom. This feels like the opposite of freedom, but it's more, it's also me that, than when I really am honest about any moment in entrepreneur, the entrepreneur space where I've said, this feels less like freedom. This feels more like being trapped. It's because I've put something else in the driver's seat other than freedom to drive me. It's been status or it's been ego or it's been greed or it's been something else that's in the driver's seat. When I replace it back with freedom and the gratefulness of freedom and what it what it provides you, that's when everything comes back into alignment again uh, without, without exception. Very well said. It's true because when we, you know, the, you, you've probably seen the memes, right? Where they say like, entrepreneurs, the only one who give out, give away a 40 hour work week for a 90 hour a week, you know, uh, figure it out, drag them out, you know, type of deal. And you said it really well. It's, um, it is free because we're in charge, but now because we're in charge, we are figuring out things we didn't previously know, including and especially ourselves. And what are we prioritizing or what sneaks in over some of the most important things that make us present? Like, oh, wow. Like, no, the fact that I do get to wake up and um, control my day um, and my actions is a beautiful place. You know, thank God. And it makes us more present. And you're right. Sometimes whether it's like, oh, I should be here. Oh, I should have more. Oh, I should work harder. Oh, I should, this is like all the shoulds start working themselves in the comparison mode as well, right? All those things come in and you can almost break away from the value uh, for a moment, or at least disconnected from it for a little bit um, out of the, you know, the ambitiousness of wanting the best for yourself, but the best for yourself is just acknowledging being very present 
with the values and, and that, you know, all of this takes time. And the other thing I was thinking of too, when you were talking about, you know, the fact you, you prove the model of like, leap the net appears because it's like, listen, most people, I get it. We don't know. We don't know. Like everybody wants to prepare for things. And I'm like, let me tell you something, move, just move, like move, move, move. I, I guarantee it. The quicker you can initiate and execute and make something happen, the quicker the answers you're looking for will come or the pivots will happen or the changes will be needed or the people you need or the abundance you're looking for or the solutions, whatever they are, you need to be in the game of life. You need to be in that arena for those things to be like, you know, maneuvering all the time for you and an active participant in it, you know, where you're like, okay, this fell all right. I think I'd like more of that. Okay, this didn't. What do I need to alter? You know, and when you look at that as like, okay, like you're the sculptor of your life, you're actually shaping and molding every and polishing the stone in every single like decision. That is freedom. You know, what I mean, that's actually the freedom. Like, but I, <laughs> I know even even myself, I was like, you like, yes. And when I get to this exact kind of point, and uh, these things are automated a certain way, and these things are done, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. you're already free, brother. You're already like doing things on your own time. Time for me was a big one too, right? Like, um, because how are we really, really spending it? Which is really about that. That's about that. It's freedom and peace and mm -hmm. ease and, and joy, having more joy. You're not happy every single day, but I have joy from how I'm managing my life. Like, yes, it's got some crazy, you know, ups and downs and you're managing a lot and family dynamics and all these things. But it's like, but it's very freeing to know that you're making your own choices and you get a further along down that road. And by the way, for anybody listening, I don't mean further, like it's gotta be like years. I'm talking about even like a few months and you're like, this feels good that at least I'm making more and more of my own decisions. Entrepreneur or not, just that you're in more control of the decisions that you're making. That is a very freeing feeling when you're doing it from a place that is deeply aligned with understanding what are the most important things for yourself. That is a beautiful feeling. You show up completely different in this world. And yes, to your point, I love it. It's like sometimes a few other priorities sneak their way in. Out of the anxious of being when, when the human kicks over the soul, sometimes it's like, hey, I got it from here. Like, I want this. I want that. Like, I can't wait to get to this air. And like, oh, there's momentum here. And the show is growing and the numbers are growing. And this is happening. You're like, okay. But, you know, keeping to a baseline of like, am I in my, am I in my freedom? Yes. Yeah. And everything else is a bonus. Well, and moving out of the, I tend to being poetic in general and being a writer, it, I, I struggle sometimes to speak in more hyperbole and metaphor and all that, but getting into the really real raw logistic left brain language of it and being very direct, there was no point where I had enough information to take step one. None. Like there was no point where I felt a little bit more prepared, a little bit more knowledgeable, a little bit more. It was step one, whatever you're <laughs> considering for those listening, whatever you're considering doing with every, whatever you're toying, doing, whatever you have this deep insight or this kind of raw nagging idea, that's the, that's the only information you're going to get that inspiration, that <laughs> insight, that idea, that, that small little seed of something that's the only information you get to take step one. I'm sorry. That's, that's the real raw deal of it. You don't ever feel ready. You don't ever get enough information. You don't ever feel like you're qualified enough. However, you take step one with just that little idea, just that little seed, just that little nag. The information you get in step one helps you to step two. 
that is all the learning process that all more formulation that is all more raw flow you rip the seal off and you get into it you then become the identity strikes you the new thoughts strike you the new questions strike you everything just starts flowing you take step two the information in step two helps you for step three the caveat is there's times where you'll get four five six steps up and you realize you're looking up at step eight and you're going motherfucker that's that's (laughs) 10 steps at once and again then you have to do that thing you have to take what you've learned in all eight Mm -hmm. steps and stack it up to take that next big leap there really isn't i love that you said the human kicks over the soul because there's so many invitations in this process where the human does it's like okay well this was cute this was fun but we're gonna go back to what we know now but the problem with that is there's so many times where like you said in in a in a marketplace where you're working for somebody else or you're not the marketplace when you're working for somebody else or in the marketplace when your own when ego somebody else's want somebody else's status somebody else's desire somebody else's metric somebody else's deadline or whatever they want their bottom line can come in at any moment and you're now you're just a tool in their shed to try and get that thing built when you do it to you you have the checks and balances built within you. There is no checks and balances when you're in the corporate world or when you're working for somebody else. It's like their priority may dictate and may come out of alignment and be totally and completely construed from what you stand for and believe in. Tough shit. They want that deadline met. They want that metric. They want that number. They want to hit this. They want to shift their marketing and start playing this tune that's completely maligned with what you stand for. When you do that on yourself, you have you're the conversation you have your internal boardroom you have final say final voting power on every single voice that speaks into that and that is freedom because then when i realize okay my i just did this i just did this like 7 or 8 months ago where the coaching world something felt disingenuous and just kind of cheesy i was like oh god life coaching is basically becoming the next like it's becoming the next infomercial. I, I don't like the space where everybody's just, they're snake oil selling a laptop lifestyle. And they're like, oh, you can have all this. It's like, God, that, that's, that's your summit, your idea of success. That's not what everybody wants. But I was doing it because I was dragging and dropping the process, like model what works. So I was taking all of this marketing technique and copy and doing the webinars and the master classes. And I'm like, I hate this, but if this is going to get me to where I want to be, I guess maybe it's just a newness in the industry where I don't, I'll just do it for a time. And it just, it nagged me to the upteenth degree where I'm like, I hate this and I can't, I can't see myself unhating it. So I need to read, this is a part of the process of becoming who I want to be that has to be raw carved out with my own from raw material. I can't copy this thing. I can't model this thing. This is a total rebuild of this one part of the structure where you build a ladder from step seven to step eight. And it is literally your own blueprint, your own subconscious, your own ideas, just going, yeah, that would feel good. Yeah, that would feel good. No, that would feel good. So long-winded way of getting around back to like, without speaking in the metaphor and the hyperbole of structuring your day and molding your life, like it's there's, there's a it's lot a, to it. <laughs> it's a daily pivot. It's a daily pivot. You know, uh, I think it was either Ed Milet or Jocko Willenick that was saying, yes, Rome wasn't built in a day. I believe it was one of those. It might've been somebody else or Frisella, but it, like, yes, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was built by a brick every day. <laughs> you know, like meaning like you're always doing that next step. And I love when you're bringing that up because 
Yeah, it's the art of the pivot, you know, where, okay, I got to this step. I'm needing to make, because we have the freedom of choice, I'm going to look, examine this. Something about this didn't feel right. I, I attempted it or it, I try to work it in. It taught me this, this, and this, but I'm seeing that this isn't part of the bigger vision. Let me let it go. So it's actually teaching a lot of surrender along the way as well, right? I mean, that's that's the goal. But we have to test these things because we're like, okay, that might bring me closer to what I'm aiming for. Let me try it and at least build the brick on top of that. Okay, and then if it doesn't work, it's like, yeah, but it's still the new. And this the, people get stuck sometimes where it's like, oh, I'm starting over. I'm like, no, you're starting from where you left off. Like it's different. And to your point about I, I noticed, and especially as I learned from a, from a projector, we can basically bring value to anybody's company like that, solve your problems like that, make it entirely like blow up, scaled up, do all this other stuff, everything when invited to do so. And I did it for so long for so many people and also felt uh, in certain instances, not always the graciousness right back and that's fine. Um, to your point, when I turned it inward to my own personal brand and mission, forget it. Freedom got to a whole new level. And so your what happened with the life coaching is no different than like I created an agency. I'm like, oh, I created a nice little trap for myself, you know, <laughs> like where I was like, oh, and I was helping. And there were some great clients in there, but there were also a lot of instances where it's like you're building something for other people and you're almost more involved with their thing than they are with their thing. And I'm like, I need to look in. And I was like, I'm going to apply the skill set with the purpose and the writing and creativity. And I was like, let's run. And that's what happened this last year. And it's like so different because it's like what we would apply to others when we apply that to ourselves. Like you said it so well. It's so perfect. It's like your, um, your internal boardroom. It's like, mm, this is how I like want to do it. And you know what? Nobody can tell me otherwise, because this is exactly what I know. And I tried to preach over here with all of the resistance over here. It's like, I'm going to try this. Hey, man, like, how did that? How did you do that? I'm like, yeah, I got your attention now. Got it. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I tried to explain that before. And then I was like, oh, lead by example and show an alternative means of doing things. And it doesn't mean that everybody has to do it this way, but I at least can use certain things that I knew intuitively that also might help others by using it on myself to lead by example versus trying to always like, oh, let me help you with those things too. And, um, you know, it's like, well, we always do have to go first <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? In a lot of ways. And the surrender is so real. It's so, so real because you're, you're, you know, well, this thing, even the thing that you create as an entrepreneur has comfort. And it's like, ooh, that was, you know, and I was making really good money. And you're like, but I'm done with it. But I'm done with it. And you have to be okay with that. And even if you're not okay with that, just you got to listen to your internal boardroom, as you put it. And I love that because it's it's true. You know, God's my CEO. I'm just running the place. But I got to listen to the coach. Be like, hey, what do you got for me right now? <laughs> you know, like what's going on? And um, yeah, to the, the soul versus human thing. It's because I once said, um, that's how I ended up meeting Mark Groves. It was like the, um, don't let the, the human in you talk you out of the soul in you. Cause there's a beautiful 
you know, the two need each other. You know, the vehicle needs to move. The soul is like, I'm your GPS. I know where to go. Just trust me. And the body's like, I need to know where to go. You tell me, I'll move you. You know, and the two, when they play like that is great. When the body's like, I want my lower body desires over here. And the soul's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I want to go over here. And you see them going in opposite directions. And you're like, how about you two start having a relationship? You yeah. know, right? I definitely reflect that. That was, it's funny that so many of these conversations, as they become more raw and real, even in the last three years of just being on podcasts and having my own podcast, it's, it's hysterical that the more honest and authentic I've gotten, the more honest and authentic the conversations have gotten where other people have shared. Oh yeah. Within the last six months, within the last year, I'm learning this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> were the, some of the guests that I've had on my podcast is like, you were a Titan to me. You were an mm -hmm. idol. I thought that you had this long figured out over the last 10 years. <laughs> I'm, this I'm in this industry of personal development. I can't even control myself, but I, you know, I needed to, I needed to have this ego protected, you know, self insulated situation where you kind of thought that I had a little bit more things together. And then I thought that I was these X, Y, and Z are totally completely figured out. I'm going to speak like an expert on them. And I will no sooner did I turn off a podcast or do I start up, stop a masterclass and hit, you know, it behind my own four walls. I'm like YouTube Googling myself the very problems that I was speaking to because I'm like it's completely full of shit because I was I taught it and I I taught somebody else how to do it but I am so full of my own crap that I would literally YouTube my way through the end of the day because I couldn't get my emotions and my mentality under control and the moment that I started being honest about that conversation like you may think that you know I've got this figured out do not put me on a pedestal because I am more human than human and I started listening to uh, like observing myself, like what am I searching on YouTube for? Where am I truly still stuck? Where am I really panicked about some of the things that I'm facing and really just strung out? And it was all these moments where, like you said, the body and the mind and the, they're the body, the mind, the soul, the body, everything like the spirit is all moving in opposite directions, like pulling me apart. And it's in those moments of lack of integration where I was all mind trying to figure out this pain point because I did not want to bring the spirit or the heart into it. And in Rick Rubin's The Creative Way, thank you, Nadim, that book, it says very, very clearly in, I think it's page like 31 through 33. I'm, I'm a psychotic memorizer. So that's just, <laughs> that's, that's me. Um, it talks about the logic leaves us at dead ends. The mind yes. will take us to dead ends the spirit breaks open those dead ends. It continue, It elaborates on the path. We find so many dead ends and it's like the mind can't go any further. It, the logic can't breach that because there's a certain point that that cap, that barrier between us here and infinite intelligence, I truly believe that the, the spirit and the subconscious mind lies in that, that pivot, that, that, that midpoint between ourselves and infinite intelligence, it has to pass through the subconscious mind to get there. So our prayer, Napoleon Hill even talks about that in the subconscious mind, that our prayer is translated. It, it changes frequency to reach infinite intelligence. There's no exception. Our human experience does the same thing. We'll struggle when we want to compartmentalize the human side of us, the spirit side of us, all any, any part of us that we do not want to fully integrate or embody a sense of all pieces 
all parts, every single piece of me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, et cetera, all of that has to be in that boardroom. You can't have a meeting about how to, uh, well, let's go really silly here. It's a, we can't have a meeting about how to wash the windows of a major corporation without the dude that's going to do the work in the room. Like that, that guy, even though he's not the CEO and he seems fairly superfluous to the whole organization, <laughs> if we're talking about this particular part of it and he's gone, if I'm talking about how I feel, if I'm talking about how I'm going to feel better, but I'm Googling it with my mind and YouTubing, trying to get how to just stop suffering in my mind. That's a feeling that's taking the spirit and pulling it out of the boardroom and going, you, I'm sorry, you're not in for this meeting. You can't, you can't come here. It's the same that you have to integrate all of it. All of the pieces have to come with. And I love the time that we're living in now where what's taking off more than ever, which is nice because I remember kind of, you know, I talked about it for many years, but it wasn't, you know, necessarily, it, it's it's being more demonstrated than ever before. The building in public where you're like, here's what I'm doing and why I'm doing it for myself and how I'm doing it. And at the same time, I'm ha happy to send the elevator down and show you as well, but I'm I'm doing it for myself, a very build in public style, which is amazing because, you know, because there's the duality of like, it's good to want to be able to teach people because um, we solidify how much we've learned. And like, well, for the things that we really like, the areas that I love, I keep deepening the relationship first with myself with it at the same time that I'm like, oh, here, like, let me show you all the findings that I found, right? Because like, we're forever a student and we're forever a teacher. I have to forever be learning the things that are closest to me and my purpose, but I have to also be teaching them and paying them forward and being of service. So it's like this kind of beautiful duality, but you're right. Like if you're, if you're just only like, oh, I've been told I got to do this thing and then let me Google it. And then like, we, if we feel at all disconnected from ourselves in some way, it can feel inauthentic versus like, it's interesting because you can be in the same position and be like, I love this stuff and I'm all about it. I'm working on it. And like, here's how I started integrating this. And let me Google this, like, oh, and let me read this on Andrew Huberman. Oh, that was really interesting. That is true about the dopamine and the, and the chase. I'm like, let me put this into my schedule and how I do this. And then I'm like teaching it, but, I, but I feel aligned. I feel so aligned. So it's a very interesting, you know, when we are in our body of work and our mastery of self, um, and constantly growing on the things. And then of course, the beautiful, the beautiful tie is like, your audience will be like, how, how did you figure that out? How'd you do that? I'm like, oh, uh, here's what I'm doing. You guys want me to put something together for you guys for that? You know, it's like, it's a very like organic, community centric, you know, uh, growth versus, you know, well, just like in, just like, hey, you guys, look, the nine to fivers, I get you. We get you as entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are also said, hey, these are all the different routes you can go as an entrepreneur. You should try this. You should try that. This is the route you want. <laughs> so it happens no matter where you are. But when you figure out that pace of which um, is you uh, and then how you deliver that paying it forward. So, but I, I like that you brought up, you're like, yeah, you know, it's like you Google it and it's like, yeah, you know, when we Google the things that are like, mm, some seems, you know, am I, am I, am I creating resistance or am I producing more flow? Like, is this for the things that are, you know, I was already certified in X. Now I want to be even more certified in Y because I love it and it feels in alignment. Or am I like, well, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to teach this. I'm supposed to pay this forward. 
you know, so we have to constantly be making those pivots too, right? There was something else that you said. Too. There's a lot of what you said, and I'm, I can't remember it, so we'll just keep we'll just keep flowing. But it was just I like that you you brought that up, you know. For sure, there was that's, and I think that's where the difference was is that in my learning experience early on, I didn't want anybody to know I was still learning. I didn't want the criticism. I didn't want the eyes on me. It's like wait you're brand new learning. Um, how are you supposed to be teaching this if your learning is fresh? How are you supposed, and I didn't, I didn't want anybody to know that I wasn't figured out yet mm. because I was intimidated by what that possibly would mean. I wanted to avoid the criticism. And so I would, I would not, it was the man behind the curtain thing. I wanted to show the machine. I wanted to show the end result, this massive face, but I didn't want anybody to pull back the curtain and go, wait a minute you're still figuring this out too. And it was, in so again, it was the inauthenticity part. I felt inauthentic about the fact that I'm logging off of a masterclass, teaching people how to do things. And then I'm like, kind of trapped in my own skin, feeling like I'm isolated because I don't want anybody to know that when the cameras go off, this real fear starts swelling up that I don't know what I'm talking about. Instead of just that authentic leaning into the like how can i love this how can i love this process how can i show the process and then be okay with showing the process that authenticity gave me even more freedom to just go i just learned this in the last three weeks i just learned this today here's what it is let me share let me do this thing i'm gonna gather some things together and like tie this into everything let's do this together it was very much like a i'm in a new industry and i need to look like the expert so <laughs> I'm going to wait till this is all buttoned up. And so it was either showing up inauthentically, being afraid of showing up inauthentically or not showing up at all. And so I had a, it was a zero sum game of playing to the tune of the opposite of what I stood for on a daily basis. Mm, and it's, that's hard. I mean, you know, I, I always loved when um, people would reach out and like, Hey, uh, I hope you don't mind. There was like an error with this. And I, I, I had to share that with you. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, thank you so much. They're like, oh, like, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, you know, uh, I hope I wasn't bothering you with that and this and that. I mean, I know it's a small thing. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, listen, thank you. And it was interesting because, and that was very early on too, with a lot of the writing I was doing on social, because they were like, huh, like you're very approachable. I was like, well, yeah, you know, and, and but it was also interesting because I was like, well, thank you for getting my back. And they were like, oh, like I thought you'd, you know, you'd be upset. And I'm like, oh, what a mistake. And they were like, well, I mean, you know, like everybody can see it. I'm like, okay, so we correct it, you know? And then uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just leave it up there. And in fact, like there was one person I was like, credit to so-and-so, thank you. Like actually the word was meant to be this, you know, appreciate it. And it was like a, a follow. And they're like, Did you, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> and, I, and he's like, but you know, uh, that's cool, I guess. And I was like, listen, I'm like, this is a community. I was like, when we make mistakes in real time and we don't like, give ourselves a hard time for that but also like are open to like being very iterative we see that we can move faster and not keep stalling from perfectionism i'm like i'm not here for perfectionism i'm here for purpose and i'm here to serve and i'm here to move and i'm i'm trying to go at a speed that allows me to keep my own personal momentum in life so like you know i'm gonna make mistakes and i'd much rather like enjoy like you know be that you, you're all a part of it now if you're a dick about it i mean that might be a different story 
you know, like, how could you, how could you this? I'm like, if I'm employing grace, you know, but people were very, you know, uh, very, very cool. Like we, we can, and the, the purpose of me saying this is that we can make beautiful mistakes in front of people because it also gives us the ability to own them in a very, in a very graceful way of like, oh, thank you for getting my back on that. Like, I, I wasn't aware of that. Like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And then again, of course, you also have to, there's discernment in that as well too. And you figure that part out as well, but um, nothing is perfect and we're always learning. And, uh, but I think, but I, I, I hear you completely. It's like that, um, oh, this is a new area that I'm learning and I want to have this conversation. And, um, you know, people can think like either A, you have it all together or B, you know, oh, they're still just figuring it out. And I'm like, here's the deal. I'm like, well, I'll always be figuring it out, but I'm always going all in to like do my best to see like what are all the pieces, you know? And, um, but yeah, they, they, it is natural for them to think even in just showing up every day. Oh, they, Kara, Matt, they, they've got it all figured out. I tell people, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> it was like, I'm just willing to figure it out, but I don't have it all figured out, yeah. but I definitely am I'm willing to figure it all out because that's my life. And I want that to be a replicate, a representation of everybody else, but like, Hey, like, I want you to figure it out and you're going to feel so much better when you do, yeah. you know? So what do you have going on right now? Is there, is there something in particular like coming up then since you're in a beautiful time of uh, pivots and, or going deeper into the pivots you've already made, like, what do you got coming up? Well, so yeah, that what's going, coming on right now is, it speaks right into what we were talking about because that, that um, inability to, I guess it confess the mistake, like typos would have been the, the death of me. And I would have, I would have deleted the whole thing. And I would have, <laughs> you know, to be totally transparent, there was even as, as little as mm, probably right around a year ago, if I had something that was, I had a draft pile of stuff that was like, I had to make sure to go through it and, and filter it and make sure it was perfect and all of that. And I actually had a friend share with me that her sister had unfollowed me on social media because it was too much of a pain point to see my life all figured out and all perfect and all looking, everything, everything's going so well for her. It's painful for me. And I'm like, not only am I going, oh my God, that is so not the case. I'm, I was so upset, not with her, but at myself for representing so much of a curated version of me that is not messy, that is not raw and real. And I was like, gosh, I was, I was enticed by this inauthentic like game that I used to play that I've been. So when you give, when you have permission to make the typos, make the mistakes, screw up, learn in the process, and then publicly learn. You give other people permission to do the same thing. And that's exactly. when you do truly build an authentic community. So if I had started doing that a long time ago, what I'm working on now would have been out in the world so much earlier. Um, <laughs> this, so the, the transition from coaching one-on-one, -on -one, I want to reach so many more people than that. And I want somebody to, instead of looking to me for a source of wisdom and answers and having to, I'm their coach, my ideal, the reason why it felt disingenuous to me is because I don't want to coach them with what to think and what to do and what, to, what the answers to their problems are. I want to coach them how to think to be their own coach, to self-reference, to look inward and be able to fix their own problems and know what to do because they answered that. And so I was like, what better a way to do that than to create 
a, a very interactive workbook, a big, thick workbook that is a life transformation book, workbook. It helps them walk through a mental spiral and unravel it and dissect it and really make sense of themselves to take an emotional crisis and dial it, dial the heat down so much that you actually look into, like I would say the flame of the sun and actually see the circle underneath and like, okay, this is what all this stuff is. And help to help somebody make sense of themselves, make sense of their chaos, make sense of the inner turmoil and sort it all out on their own. And then have this self-referencing practice so well that before it even becomes a crisis, they now have the capacity to hold the space for all of these places, to be able to change their life in any area, health, wealth, or relationships as needed on demand by self-reference and that self-advocacy and the self-guidance and all of that. And I was like, I want people, I don't want, I don't want more people to follow me. I want people to follow them. I don't want this huge following of people that think that I'm some sort of freaking genius that's figured it all out. That I don't need that kind of pressure. I don't need that kind of stress. And it's, <laughs> it, it, it's the huge, it's the biggest thing that prevents me from being authentic is when I have mm. to be an expert for you, I, I can't maintain my life on that pedestal. The best thing I can do for humanity is develop a, a population of people that are starting to turn inward and question everything on their own, but then know how to do it. I'm just giving them the structure. There is, so it's a workbook, working on it now. Uh, it's, I've got the release date, September 1st on Amazon. I have to, that is, it's, we're pitching, we're pitching, it's June 16th. So um, it's a beautiful process. I'm loving every minute of it. I love how many times I've gotten super, super close to perfecting the page and then realizing, okay, you needed a structure on step two you got to scrap it and start all over again. It's been an amazing, humbling, learning, eye-opening process. I can't wait for the damn thing to come out. <laughs> That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I love that you're doing that. And obviously, you know, I love that you're doing that because, um, and it's just you as my podcast, that, that was the, that was the, it was like out having people be like, I need you to have an inner dialogue and trust yourself. I need you guys to look at all your talents. I need to look at all your skills. I need to look at it like your grace. I need you to look at all of like, I need you. Like, I can't tell you what to do. I just can't. It's not, it's not my role, but I can tell you what's happening maybe inside and maybe prompt the questions and the, and the stir the, you know, um, the inquiries up a little bit. So you can actually put yourself more under the microscope than the external that we're so used to looking at all the time and comparing to it's like, well, hold up, like, who am I? I'd like to have that relationship, right? So I think that that's cultivating that, that interpersonal relationship is everything. So the fact that you're on a mission for that and producing that is, is incredible. Um, where can everybody find you online? I am extremely socially conscious because I know that the mousetrap that I end up going down. So the only time I am the person behind the screen, I'm on Instagram and that's where that's the best place. Cause I have the most fun and I show up that my bad humor, my addiction to <laughs> crap, all of the shenanigans I get up to that's a Kara Payton. I am working on my website now as this hmm. whole thing of helping people, not me, not be the source of answers, but helping people, helping to be the source of better questions my website is going to eventually be just this 
fantastically authentic community, like a hangout where people can go and have these real raw conversations. Um, that is ha that has to happen before September first. So eventually, carepayton.com will be the hangout. But right now, it's uh, it's me on Instagram at Kara Payton for everybody listening. Um, yeah, Kara Payton underscore because Kara Payton the original was taken. She's not even using it. <laughs> Mm, you should uh make an inquiry so at Kara Payton underscore for everybody that's listening um amazing thank you you know for having the the real raw conversation we're almost at two hours um but uh you know these are the conversations I always promote these are the conversations I want the people to have like hey wait a minute, are these two just figuring it out it's like yes <laughs> they go like I should probably be doing the same like most likely yes so like got it and um you know but I also like that we get to represent to, yes, we're just figuring it out, but we are also moving and we show like, hey, I tried this, I tried that. Hey, I'm building this, I'm creating this, I'm writing this, I'm learning this. And it, I think really does humanize that experience even more for everybody that's listening and be like, oh, you know what? Um, I can do that too. I think I can at least take that, make, like, take that step and then learn for the next step. And to be quite frank, I think like it's a lot more fun when you're like, I'm just taking this step. I'll let you know on the next step. It's also a great way to kind of tell people to get off your back. Like, listen, I will let you know when I get to step two, I'm figuring out step one. But what about, nah, no, 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 no. I will let you know when I get to step two, how that's going. I need my, you know, just give me a breather while I figure this next step out. And, uh, you know, it allows the, the breathing room, right? So um thank you truly for being on the show i say this to i say this to every guest too you're welcome back on any time it's a journey driven podcast so like uh whether it's now two months from now after the the launch and you want to come back on and you want to talk about that process of like hey i was creating something here's some lessons that i learned from creating from creating something that was a, a massive undertaking we can talk about that too all my guests are welcome back on any time because you know uh, the journey continues as does our work so you're welcome back on wonderful and same same to you because i i have a feeling we'll have many more of these iterations of life processes and everything because my mind is not necessarily just the breathing room of the ever-flowing journey of figuring things out it's also like people crave to know that they are truly seen and truly loved mm -hmm. and where they are with all of those pieces and i don't feel like there's enough spaces like that so that's what i the authentic part it heals me and i also love watching some the face of someone anytime I'm speaking at an event watching somebody's face just kind of like their shoulders just drop and they kind of let go of stuff right just, uh, there's so many things that they're carrying and they're like I just want to be seen and loved for who I am where I am exactly how I am and that's that's my motivation so definitely let's do this again <laughs> yeah yeah well you know and it's funny too because like you know you think about how much changes in a year it's like you know, you're scaling up a mountain. I always have the analogy of all the, all the people who are in the marathon, like you're going up the mountain and like you look across the mountain, whether you know the person or not, but you're like, you know, like you look at each other, like, and they give you a good nod, like, oh yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a serious mountain. I got you. And you're like, all right. And then we keep going, you know? And so it's like, you have the conversation, like it's like you go six months or another year and you're like, so how's it going? <laughs> you know, like, like, it's good. It's good. The mountain, you know, got, got this you know, the, to this next, you know, step of the mountain. But um, yeah, I absolutely appreciate you having these open conversations. You're welcome back on any time. And for everybody listening, carapayton.com. She is redoing the site. So we always have grace, but you can reach out to her at carapayton underscore. Guys, uh, 
she herself is busy doing all the things right now, figuring it out, but I'm, she's very approachable. You can, you know, if you got any questions about anything she's got coming up, you can DM her or text or uh, email her or whatever it might be. Um, give her grace and answering because I'm sure she's got a million things that she's trying to do. Uh, but our community is very loyal, by the way. So, so they'll like, they'll always be like reaching out and I hope that they do, you know, in any way, shape or form. Um, thank you so much, Kara, for being on. Um, for everybody listening, please uh, go check out Kara. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for for tuning in every single uh, week and or every show as they're being released. You know, I know our frequency has changed up a little bit this year with all the things going on. So the grace from you guys is the same. I appreciate it. Uh, please leave a rating and review of, you know, uh, it helps expand the awareness of the show. But most importantly, just having you guys a part of the community. I truly appreciate all you guys. Until next episode, we're out. <music>